I want to talk about the shape of this ridiculous bottle. <laughs> it's it is it is gunmetal gray. It is curved like the handle of a gun, and it has grips. It does <laughs> because it for it men, is, it's, a, it's a gun handle. I just yeah, you're that you're very right. And it's it never it, it never dawned on me. Did you do you dispense it with a do you dispense it with a trigger? We can't see the top of the bottle. You do not. You <laughs> pop the cap off. Oh, I see, didn't, they I, just they just I, I didn't buy this. I, I want it on record wow. that uh, I, I went down the aisle just a little bit. I got re- I did buy Irish Spring. I want the record to reflect. But they so, got they got this bottle ninety percent of the way there and they didn't they didn't put a trigger on. Just because yeah <laughs> because happiness is a warm gun. <laughs> or a gun-shaped bottle of man wash. But the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I Episode mean, title. Episode one ninety nine. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy on Skype and a guy on Skype. What? That's right. Bringing the music down now so that we can hear them. Both of those guys on Skype. Hello, guys on Skype. Hello. Oh, is our guest not going to pipe up yet until... Oh, am I supposed to say hi? I'll say hi. Well, you know, it's... (laughs) This whole show is irregular. (laughs) There are no rules this week. So, and, uh... (laughs) <laughs> we can't play your theme anyway, so Craig. In the year of, of our, our Lord, Lord 1506, we set sail from the cold bay of Cork. We were sailing away with a cargo of bricks for the Grand City Hall down in York. Okay, terms. it's Jim, everybody. Hey, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this is more like government. I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I am uh, Skyping in because we got like a... 64th of an inch of ice on the road last mm-hmm. night. Is that what this is? Yes. <laughs> is that what this is? Oh, you fairies. Oh, my God. <laughs> you precious. Uh, oh, oh, and by the way, my uh, my son, his lordship, is, is on watch. This is the official Jim's appearance is cuss-free this morning. Oh. I've been I've been warned I'm to be cuss free, but seriously, you princesses. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there. Oh. there are a whole well, bunch here, of other words you can use. Jim, in my defense, this is what happened. There was supposed to be more snow. There was supposed to be freezing rain and ice and all that kind of stuff. And it's a bit of a drive. And the municipalities here do not have the hardware to take care of the roads. They just don't. They didn't six years ago as they didn't three years ago. Um, they have more so, now, they, but they have enough to take care of the interstates. But that's yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't get me to your place. No. <laughs> so anyway, the point was that um, as I've been talking about, I'm kind of getting more and more set in my ways, and I tend to <laughs> decide. Uh, like I decided at the end of my workday yesterday when I was driving home in the rain and it was starting to look like it might start sleeting. I was like, yep, I'm just going to Skype in tomorrow. And then I never questioned that again. Yeah. And so, <laughs> well, Jim, to give you an idea, the, the governor the, of the great state of Georgia told, ev- told everyone get off the roads before four o'clock yesterday. The governor of the are, state. There was, you, there was no snow until about midnight. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are awesome. <laughs> no, it um it was supposed to start as freezing rain and and turn quickly to snow and then we were supposed to get like four inches of snow. 
And so I went to bed last night and like, oh, there's a whole lot of slush out there freezing to the ground. That's interesting. And then I woke up and there was there's a half an inch of frozen slush and then a quarter of an inch of snow on top of that. So the roads are completely ice underneath this tiny bit of snow. And the roads are icy. Even and, the main arterial yeah. right out in front of my building here, I can see that it's, you and know, the cars are driving over it in the snow. If it was just snow, it would be blowing away oh, yeah. with enough cars. But it's all just kind of, just a slight slick. And I, like, you know what? I don't feel like it, so. No, all the news people on the uh, on, on TV this morning were saying, don't go, don't try to go out driving. Because it's not going to get up. It's sunny, but it's not going to be, it's going to get to like not, 30 today. It's not going to melt today. Yeah, it's not going to melt today. It's going to melt tomorrow afternoon. So I, I I don't even know what to say. I I just can't even imagine living in oh, I know. horror of icy streets. I know. I I they've I broken agree. you. I'm not. No no no. We are not living in horror of the icy streets. We are living in horror of the people who will go out and try to drive on the icy streets who don't know how. I had this discussion with coworkers yesterday. I don't. I can drive in snow. Mm-hmm. I don't believe other people can drive no, in snow. That was and the problem. I know for damn sure other people down here can't drive on ice. That was the problem I three years that ago. Three years ago, I sat. So awesome. I sat on an exit ramp for an hour, backed up. Everybody just sitting there, not moving. Finally, I got out of my car because I had. To oh pee. yes, I had to pee. I remember this. <laughs> and I, remember I walked. This. I, I walked this. forward over the crest of the hill to see what the hell was holding things up, and it was some idiot that had parked sideways on the road. Because they were afraid to drive over the ice. And, you know, thousands of people backed up behind this person. So I said, oh my God. And I trudged back, got in my car, and drove around all of them. <laughs> so now that we've finished justifying our existence to you. Yes. Yes. Um, what's, how's things going with you, Jim? Oh, things are, things are good. I, uh, this is, this is it, it's cold out. Yeah. It is really exceptionally cold out now. Single digits? Uh, uh, yes, we are in the single digits. When I woke up this morning, I think it was in the vicinity of one. <laughs> it was, we're number one. Woo! Uh, although it will be climbing, we're recording this obviously on a Saturday, it will be climbing to a balmy 10 by the time the Green <laughs> Bay Packers kick off against the New York football giants tomorrow at Lambeau. So. Oh, but it's, it's, a, it's a good day and it's a Saturday. <laughs> oh, that's right. I finally get to watch... Packers on TV. I got to do it last week. Yeah, playoffs. I get to do it two weeks in a row. We get to watch That's pretty cool, because considering playoffs. because we're all, we're all playoffy. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, for there was a run there for a while where there was like zero chance of the Packers being on a network, you know, televised show down here. Oh, I look. If, if, look. The, if the if the Falcons are playing, that automatically takes precedence. If the Falcons aren't playing, sometimes the Packers show up, and when yep. they're doing well, they show up a lot. Yeah. But not so much this year. Nope. Well, well, A, we went through that four-game losing streak. But B, we were playing glamorous games like Packers Titans, <laughs> Packers Jaguars. This is <laughs> this is not likely to make some executive at Fox go put that on. What's the matter with you? Well, and those are two teams that we usually end up having to watch down here because they're yes. close. Yes. Geographically. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put in a plug for the Good Place again. If you're not watching the Good Place, you should be. Um, because the most recent episode, there's a character on there who's just an idiot and they, they find all these little, little ways to just keep reinforcing how much of an idiot he is. And one of them this week was he, he yelled Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Like, if you're going to proudly proclaim for a team, that's like the last team that you'd I, scream for. I, I think it would probably be the Raiders, <laughs> given their desperate bid to to burn down the hotel room before they skate on the check and go to Vegas. Yeah. But but other than that, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> no, but it's, it's it's good. It is it is very good. And my day, I of course hit the Facebook just in case anything is breaking. I, if you guys haven't seen it, it's my Facebook meme of the week, and it just scrolled across. It is a dude. I'm assuming it's school, wearing a subway sandwich bag like a helmet, <laughs> into which he's poked eyes and a mouth and a nose opening. Yeah, and the tag and the tag is when you're level one and have to wear any armor you can get. <laughs> and, I, and the expression on his face suggests that's exactly what he's doing. He's wearing his subway bag armor. <laughs> Why else would so you this, create a helmet out of a subway bag? Really? <laughs> this is this has so made my morning. I this is this is awesome. But uh, yeah, no, it's it is it is cold. We are we are done. We have emerged from the holiday season, which means we have emerged from Tiny Timmery. Ah, uh, yes. I uh, that my time as a Tiny Tim ape has ended. The <laughs> Tiny Tim ape time. Tiny Tim ape time is over. We, we I'm, I'm very happy to say. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was 40 shows. Wow. By the time it was over. Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane, and I only have one child, which all my friends who have more than that are, are inclined to say you don't really have kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because because you can manage it. A, you outnumber them. You don't. B, you don't have kids. You have kid. Right, and <laughs> and as a consequence, yes, as I've heard stated before, you. You reach the bare minimum requirements for being a parent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. One I have, child. There, one there, child. there it there. is. I, I am, I am notionally, if one looks up the dictionary definition, I am. But you know, I, well, I have a very good friend who has six, and and Ooh. the logistics of that, in terms of getting people here and there, and just attending to your own affairs, I'm amazed that their homes don't collapse of their own, you know, disarray. That entropy doesn't claim them. Oh, it comes but, very close. I, I, I've it, seen it, seen it with my sister and her uh, four. Well, yeah, there it is. <laughs> and but but this was the first time, really, in the eight years that his lordship and I have had one another's acquaintance, that I really felt the schedule push because he uh, and and he was a soldier. He was still going to school during all this. So a typical Thursday when they had matinees would be school at eight o'clock. Do get pick him up at nine o'clock take him to the show, let him do the show, pick him up from the show at about, I think, noon, take him back to school, pick him up from school at three. He comes back from school, maybe has nap, feed him, take him downtown for evening show, does <laughs> evening show, Oh man! pick him up at 10, bring him home, let him do his, remember the homework thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, let him do, let, and then, hopefully get to bed in the morning, start all over again. So he was, he was an absolute warrior, but I did have this moment. I'd have this moment that made me think, and he, he was so professional, so great about it. But in the theater, particularly, they, they definitely did not want stage parents. And I get that. I've seen them and I wouldn't, I never would want to be one. And I was in the habit of dropping him off at the stage door. And, you know, he would, 
we would make sure that he was there and he would open the door. And it occurred to me, my son is eight going on nine this year. And I wondered about whether or not I was actually being a good parent because he walked through that door and I really had no clear idea where he was going (laughs) (laughs) because I never went. He went through the door, waved his badge at the security guy because he had his own little badge, said Tim on it. (laughs) Yeah, and we waved his badge, security guard waved him in. He went down underneath the beautiful historic Pabst Theater here in Milwaukee, got into makeup, got into costume, went to his little dressing area that he shared with some of the other youth cast members, and chilled out till the show started. Never missed a show, never missed a cue, never got a phone call. But like, he's eight. Should I be allowing him to drift in the bowels of a theater? <laughs> a theater? <laughs> Hell no. You know, this is it. This is it. I know what theater people are like. <laughs> this is, and, and, and let me say for the record, the, the people are delightful, but it's, it, you just, you just, yeah, so I had that moment about, oh, and I had that about the eighth week of the show, so a little late to worry substantially. <laughs> but so, so I went through that. But we, we, we had a wonderful time doing it. He was all over town. He was, he was ubiquitous, to borrow the phrase, in terms of the advertising and posters and TV ads and internet ads and all that other crazy business. We, we did have the very fun moment of being out at uh, the Grand Avenue. We were having dinner because he was between shows. I had to take my son for dinner between shows downtown. And I decided I didn't want to take him to Webb's again. And so we went out, and while we were waiting in line, a, a delightful older lady turned around and said, Excuse me, but aren't you tiny, Tim? You were wonderful. You were wonderful. She wanted to hug him and take uh, but <laughs> She wanted to take him home is what she wanted yeah, well, to do. Put him in her wanted, pocket. <laughs> she wanted her very own Tim. <clears throat> but uh, he, he has emerged from it, and he is now he has now decided that uh, he wants to do some more acting, so he has entered rehearsals for his school production of Aladdin, where he will play Aladdin's cat. So we'll oh, see how that goes. Oh, he's caught the bug. Yeah, I know. I know. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd hope to, I'd hope to warn him, you know, Craig, we, we know it's like, don't, don't, no, don't do that. Don't, oh God, I have to let you. Okay. Good luck. You need to remind him. This is something you've said about fair. It has to do a lot with acting, you know, unless, you know, there's a, a great many actors out there who they do it for the love of it and it will never love you the way you love it. So right. you have to make sure you love it to, oh, yeah. to put up with all of that. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's. Those 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 are true words. Those are true words. And so so we'll we'll see how that all winds up. But uh, so that we're out of that. He he did tell me after it was all over that he wanted to do nothing but sit around in the house in his pajamas for a whole day. So that that achievement was unlocked. Me and him both. That's <laughs> <laughs> so 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 he did that. But uh, we're off to the new year. We're off to the new year. And that's very good. Cool. Well, congratulate the young man. I heard. Uh, yes. I saw all sorts of little posts on the Facebooks and. Saw so, uh, many very nice things said. It sounded like he had a good time, and he and he nailed it. Yeah, it's 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 funny. There, when I first saw the show, I never got to see the show up close because I kept using the family tickets, which, as we well know from being in the theater, tend to be in the back. Mm-hmm. And I, I never saw it up close, but it's amazing. They put. I watched his role. My he had a song, and look, 
A Christmas Carol is not a subtle book. It is not a subtle play. The messages are sort of primary colors. Let's all admit that. Yeah. And the clear message of his character was, hey, Scrooge, you don't seem to care that your own childhood was rotten. You don't seem to care that you pushed off this woman who loved you. You don't seem to care that you're turning your back on Fezziwig and all the people that ever cared about you. How about you get this little crippled kid that's going to die? And then this little crippled kid stands up and sings a song about, yeah, when I win the wish, I don't wish for a pony or a horse. I'd like to walk. That'd be great. (laughs) And and I saw it the first time and I, oh, God, okay, that's not subtle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's what it was. How were the reviews? He actually got two separate notices. Uh, oh. the, the The show itself, the show itself divided the community. I, I did not realize, and I think we talked about this going into it. I knew, because I'm from here, that there had been this tradition of Christmas Carol, right? That that had always been here. And I sort of knew that people went to it. I did not realize what an institution this was for a lot of the people who went to see it. I did not realize it for them. And there, I saw this all the time. You know, I was sort of swimming salmon upstream whenever I was going to get him. I'd be walking through the crowd that was leaving. And just looking at these crowds and realizing they're all there in their Christmas clothes. And I mean, they, they must have some people I don't. Some people in this world clearly must have a box of clothes that say "Open only at Christmas." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 they're and they're wonderful. They're bright. They're red. They're green. They're gold trimmed. Ladies in long coats. Men in their in their vests and hats. And and they're all just. I I saw two women with muffs. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, I thought we were keeping this clean. Stop it. So it's you know they for their hands. Wait the um. <laughs> But yeah, but, exactly. Oh, yeah. like the like the thing that uh, that Aaron Rodgers has on the front of his belt. Yes. Ex- oh, okay. Hand, except hand it warmer. Except it's except it's lined it with like sable. Or yeah, mink. it doesn't smell of doesn't smell of Spriggs' backside either. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like center bud. Yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. It's delicate and oh, gentle the, and ladylike. Yeah. The, the center bud is the best bud, right? Oh wait, it has no, to be. That's cut. I'm it's sorry. Oh, okay. I was actually. <laughs> it's been tenderized there by repeated go. patting. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good. No, every time he goes up there to indicate he's back there. No, I know. Got to give him that. Got to give him that little swat to indicate contact. <laughs> the so so you know he he uh yes those he, are the, my she, hands I, down there. <laughs> can they stay here just? A little while longer. <laughs> it's cold out today, don't you think? I'm going to take the play Co- clock Co- all the Coach, way down to zero. Coach, Coach today, um, I don't know how to say this, but today, Aaron was leaving his hand on my butt for a little too long. That uncomfortable extra moment. <laughs> yeah, like the hug that goes a little too long. That's the, the one. A little too long. Well, as long okay, as, anyway. As long as... So, yeah. And so they had these women <laughs> with muffs going in. And for them, I think, and I don't want to be judgy because, look, it's bums on seats. That's what theater is. 
Otherwise, you're just doing it for yourself and it's autoerotic and there's no point in that. So I was I was I was watching these folks come in and out. But as reading the commentary, reading the reviews, the big thing that they did and Craig, you'll appreciate this. They adopted what is technically called the pantomime style. Come you pantomime and also but the pantomime style of British theater. What it means in application is there's a call and response between the audience and the stage. And there's a whole bunch of moments, they probably a dozen, dozen and a half, where a member of the cast, particularly Scrooge, but also Christmas Present and some others, would look to the audience and say, what do you think, friends? Should he go further on his quest? And they're supposed to say, yes! And, or they're supposed to say, has he learned his lesson? No! Should we teach him more? Yes. Hmm. Or Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, and there'd be all that. Just the it, Craig, we did this stuff for a decade, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what we did. That was one of the standard things they teach you to do to keep the audience engaged. But as Craig will tell you, the problem with this approach is the contemporary audience is about 75% likely not to get it and about 40% likely to be scared by it. Yep. To what he's what the, the television is talking to me. <laughs> Ma'am, it's not a TV, it's live theater. No, but my entire understanding of interacting with entertainment derives from television that never talks to me. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to do I, something? I'm confused. <laughs> you have confused me. Your theater angers me. And <laughs> and or it scares me, and I'm going to manifest that in anger to the point that my I think the second time I saw the show, I and my wife were in our section and our section was not responding. And I'm like, oh, like heck, I'm going to be here and let my brothers and sisters in the theater be up there on the stage like we had to from time to time where you yell to the crowd, shall we do it? Crickets, crickets, crickets. No, 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 no. that's not happening. Yes! And I got people at halftime going, you seem really enthusiastic about this. Because apparently our voices were heard above all others. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a loudmouth, so I, I am. I am stipulated, and and so there was a lot of that. And so the reviews came out, and a lot of people hated the call response stuff. They really did not like, and they felt it diminished the characters. They felt it changed some of the dynamics. And I, I, I understand that it changed it, right? I understand that that's different. But it was, I, my comment was, I thought it was a choice. I thought it was bravely made. And they stuck with it. Uh, from a technical perspective, it was an amazing set. You know where the money went. It was one of the most elaborate sets I think I've ever seen on a Milwaukee stage. So that was really cool. Uh, it did have... There were two turntables. Yeah, you were talking about how you're making sure and, that the the boy doesn't get crushed in between them. Yeah, yeah. and and those turntables, they allowed the sequence at which Scrooge first sees Marley's face in the door knocker of his house. He walks from that point to his room upstairs, but he never moves. The set moves around him, and he just walks, and the set just yes. flows underneath him. <laughs> exactly. And it was really a cool effect. And it really gave you this sense of 
Scrooge's journey into a place of judgment and a place of reformation. Uh, that was great. So I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, I have. You know, we were we were very proud of Edward. He he got two. One from a Chicago paper. One from a local paper. Uh, one described him as delightful, and oh. the other one indicated that he that he earned his applause. So that was that was <laughs> that was a win. So we were very proud of that. Very happy. Awesome. I feel like I haven't done anything. <laughs> what have well, I accomplished lately? And, yeah, but I, I I don't know if we've talked about this in the first context, but when when he's eight and he now wants to know, well, Dad, what's the next theater thing I can do? The first thing you say is, well, there's a lot of theater things you can do. But the second thing you have to say, and it really has to be in the same breath, none of them are going to be as cool as what you've just finished. Yeah. There's, there's nothing in his age range in a town like Milwaukee, really anywhere. I mean, what are, the list of parts for eight-year-olds is somewhat limited. Yeah, and on top of it, the excitement of the first time. Of course. Will, will, will be diminished. Yes. You know, you just have to, you know, just let him know. It's like, as long as you keep finding joy in it, you keep finding, in, you know, uh, enjoyment, and you want to keep doing it, you're going to find different reasons to like different plays. You know, just, just embrace that and, you know, don't assume that it's going to feel like it felt the first time. That's certainly true. Because that's, that's, that's a whole different kind of rush. Well, well. <laughs> let's see what else have we got on the docket here today. Um, something about pheromones. Did you get my email? I did. Did you send it to Mike? Yeah, I, I got didn't. It. You got it. Did you get? No, I don't think you got this one because I couldn't remember Mike's email. I no, will. Uh, I will forward it. Oh, the picture. There's two, two pictures. Two pictures. Two pictures. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. I just want you to know <laughs> that I'm always thinking about Nerdburger. It Aww. would seem. I was I was walking through my own personal local pick and save, which is a chain up this way, and I was seeking. Well, I, I don't think it's embarrassing to say I was looking for my Irish Spring because I needed <laughs> some. Sure, I needed some, and and hey. I had gotten a new I got a new loofah for Christmas, so I was good to go. There's nothing wrong and, with wanting to be clean. That's right. That's probably and, encouraged. And, right? and smell nice. And right, exactly. And so that that was my goal. And I as I as, as I as I as I'm going through the aisle, I'm looking as oh well, what's on sale? I'm reasonably cheap, so if I can get something <laughs> that's a, a few bucks less, I will get that. And and I go, <coughs> and I see this product offered by <laughs> Dial, which you should now have in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 and, uh, I don't have a picture. I forwarded it to Nerdburger. I don't have access to that email right now because I upgraded that computer. So send it to my personal email, please. Jesus. <laughs> this is the modern podcast. If by I, modern so, podcast oh. you mean Microsoft screws everything up, then yes. Yes, I do. No, this is this is why, and, and folks won't ever know this until I tell them. But there were technical difficulties getting in here this morning, and I told I told Craig, I rage uninstalled the Skype app from MS DOS. Mike I was, was so, Mike was really tickled by that description when I first I was that. I was so angry at the stupidity of this app. My wife will tell you I was screaming at it. Going and and you know threatening it and doing all those stupid things that are completely pointless when you're talking about a piece of code. Yeah, why are you so dumb? Right. So, I, no, and it's even to the point of don't you dare lock up here. Don't you dare. 
Don't you dare. Oh, you son of a. <laughs> yeah. So if you lock up here again, I, I will uninstall you. I will. I will do it. I will do turn, it, George. I will turn this computer around and we will go home and there will be no yeah. Skype for anyone. <laughs> I, will sh- I will shut down Skype for everyone. No one will have Skype. I may just go. I, I may go to go to meeting and shut them down too, out of rank spite. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my son who's here and speak to you guys goes. I'm the city clerk, you know. I can do that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I actually can't, but I want to. So, so do you have the photo now? Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm going through this. We'll share it on on the show and uh, show notes somewhere. Yeah, and, and it's just it's just ad copy, right? And it starts out. I understand it is not new that body wash products are marketed. And this is why I look, I like being a man. I do. I've maybe I've just accepted it because that's really, I don't feel I have a choice, but I'm a, I'm a guy. That's how I was born. That's how I'm wired. And I, there are times when I just want to have a meeting of a man meeting just a big one, all three and what, 3.4 billion of us? Right. And go, guys, guys. <laughs> Come on. Would you please, <laughs> would you please stop <laughs> humiliating yourself in front of, I don't know, everyone and attempting to make yourself smell a certain way on the notion that it is magically going to make you alluring to the other sex? Yeah, like like that, the axe body spray. Right. We have always, that's, that's not news, right? No. But this one bugged me because Dial, <laughs> Dial is a blue chip soap company, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Good it's old like, stand, good old standby. Thank you. Dial. Thank you. Dial. Oh, there. Yeah. It's Dial. What is it? It's soap. <laughs> it's right. Dial. And if I walk into a hotel, thank you, Craig, you are a hundred percent with me on this because what, if what's... I walk into a hotel room <laughs> and I open up the little bar and it says dial, I got me some soap. Right. It's animal <laughs> fat and lye. Yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs> and it's going to get me clean. Exactly. It will be too small. I don't want to bother <laughs> taking it home and maybe I can hustle the staff to get a few extras to throw in the bag. Yeah. It'll make but you, it's soap. it'll make you smell better than you did. But right. maybe not as good as you could, and it will not. It, oh, that's true. It's, it's it, what Dove, Zest, Irish Spring. Yeah, these these are the the blue chippers of soap. Lever right? two thousand. <laughs> right? Do, do you guys remember lava? Yeah, I'm looking at my bar of life buoy right now. <laughs> life buoy. There we go. So so we know what we're talking about. At what is it about the human species that wants so much magic? We want to believe that there's a pill that will make us not be fat and still eat cheeseburgers. We want to believe we will not have to exercise and eat less. We want to believe we can get hair on our bald heads. We want to absent some horrible surgical procedure. We, we want all this magic. And this dial container says on it <laughs> yeah here we go here we go that it has pheromones yeah <laughs> infused pheromone infused. infused thank you that's the other part i was getting there in a second oh that is out but that's that's cool no that's completely cool pheromone 
infused. I had thought about it, and I ranted to my beloved about this all the way through the rest of the store, apologizing to her for my sex. You know, it just <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry we treat you guys like retards. We treat women like they are they are differently abled. We really do. Mm. Because because seriously, pheromone infused. Why not just with pheromones? But <laughs> infused. Infused well, sounds sciencey. Yeah. That's alchemy, so, right? Someone, yeah, someone did the science you. with this. It, but guys, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> the science doesn't work that way. I, I sort of wanted to stand there next to this as every guy walked by as they got close to it. Uh, this does not work that way. Pheromones do not work that way. <laughs> they are bilking you. No, they nope, they don't. Please keep walking, sir. The dove is right there. Dial has betrayed you. <laughs> well, the, the magnetic dial magnetic. Okay, uh, now has, let's go to has betrayed you. There's other yeah, there's, there's, there's other types. Nope, nope. Dial is now scat. To me, they have sullied themselves as a brand. I'm awaiting an apology. <laughs> that they're, they're, dial. They're, they're filthy now. They're I so under- filthy that they need themselves <laughs> to get clean. I understand the concept that a woman doesn't want me to reek of my own odor. I get that. <laughs> Dial used to help me with that. In fairness, I would gladly play. buy it. Right. I would gladly buy it without any prospect or promise of some alchemically infused pheromone. <laughs> that, I mean, it's, it's like I want to. It drove me insane. So insane. That as I was leaving the store with my cart of groceries with my wife and son, I went, stop. I got to take a picture. I got to send it to the guys. <laughs> okay. Well, here's, here's the killer. On the, on the bottle as well, it says, attraction enhancing body wash. Enhancing, which implies that you have to be attractive to begin with. And it will make that attraction enhanced. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. True. So yours, but wait a minute, if I have attraction, let us put a numerical value on it, the, the abstract concept of attraction. If I'm currently at attraction negative two. <laughs> you will now be a zero. <laughs> I will have risen to zero. So that is attraction enhancing, even if I do, in fact, partake of otherness with respect to attractiveness. <laughs> well, it, I mean, if you argue it that way, some will say that if you have zero attraction, there is nothing to be enhanced. Okay, okay, I just want <laughs> And realize that we have only discussed the sub-subheading and are now discussing the <laughs> subheading on the label. <laughs> on this okay. ridiculous bottle. I want to talk about the shape of this ridiculous bottle. <laughs> it's... It is it is gunmetal gray. It is curved like the handle of a gun, and it has grips. It does <laughs> because it for it men, is, it's, a, it's a gun handle. I just yeah, you're that you're very right. And it's it never it it never dawned on me. Did you do you dispense a it with a do you dispense it with a trigger? We can't see the top of the bottle. You do not. You <laughs> pop the cap off. Oh, I see. They I, just they just. I, I didn't buy this. I I want it on record. Wow. That uh, I I went down the aisle just a little bit. I got re- I did buy Irish Spring. I want the record to reflect. But they so, got they got this bottle ninety percent of the way there, and they didn't they didn't put a trigger on. Just because yeah, because happiness is a warm gun or a gun shaped <laughs> bottle of man wash. But the, yeah. <laughs> 
but I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much wrong with this, this bottle, this one bottle of body wash. I mean, its name is, it's technically what we were talking about subheadings. Like the actual name of this is dial magnetic. Yes. And what do they have graphically? They're kind of peeking out from behind the word magnetic. Uh, ostensibly electrons with no protons or new or neutrons. It's just like the little the 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 it's the three, three swirlies arcs. of like something's orbiting something. Right. It looks like you know the little in- interstitials on Big Bang Theory. Yes. It's, like, it's a generic atom, except there's no right. center to it. So it's, not, so it's not orbiting around anything. Right. Surely we are. Surely we are not <laughs> to uh, be surprised that. Somebody, we got blue stuff. What smells like guy? We want to. We want you to juice it up and make it look sciency. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to uh, attra- uh, attraction enhancing, if you want attraction enhancing body wash, what you do is you get the basic body wash and then you sprinkle a little bit of your uh, your lady's father's aftershave, whatever yes. brand he used that she grew up with that mm-hmm. she associates with men, probably with, old spice. with home and security. <laughs> <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's going to be Old Spice. <laughs> no, 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 no. There you go. That, that's what it is. It's electric shave. Aqua Velva electric shave. That's the stuff right there. So, no, I, I just said this was, look, usually you got to walk away from the marketing, right? It's it's I, I in fact I put I put on Facebook some months ago not long before Thanksgiving somebody who in the frozen food aisle had an advertised festive holiday loaf. <laughs> hmm. I this was I, in my tweet. What section of the store? Meat. What? <laughs> it was a festive holiday loaf. A festive you holiday meat loaf. It's on my, no festive holiday loaf. You know what? At the end of the day on Thanksgiving, when I'm really full, I'm a festive holiday loaf. <laughs> You're having a festive holiday loaf. <laughs> no, that's the that's the morning after. <laughs> Pinch but that I'm loaf. No. Oh. But, but that's a Frank Zappa lyric. Um, <laughs> but it is. The but so I usually walk away because you just can't. I mean, there's even a Barney Miller episode that's always my warning about this. The guy that snaps on the subway because he's trying to correctly punctuate an ad. <laughs> and he wants to tear it down because it makes him angry. I realize don't be that guy. But but this this went deeper. Guys, gentlemen, nerds, <laughs> you're my people. I love you. A, you know enough science to know that that's not true. <laughs> B, this must be working or they would have knocked it off. Yeah. Yeah. So so please stop. Please stop now. Darn it, if, dial. Da- knock, it, <laughs> knock it off, huh? That's Axe's gig. That's that's gimmick infringement on Axe. <laughs> I think what so, they need I think what they need to do is is dial it down a notch. Oh, oh. Sad. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, but you know, you know what will attract a lady though, and I know this because I did it, and I made her happy. Ooh, I made my ooh. wife happy. Tell us the but secret. I, it's a secret. Buy her a Voynich manuscript. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm telling you. Next, moving I, on to the next topic. I don't know. I'm working on segues for you here. <laughs> That's fine. It's, We're letting you the, roll today. 
as I guess I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> you know, Craig, you and I have known each other long enough. You know how this goes or mm-hmm. doesn't stop in any event. They, uh, I was, it was my wife presents a unique challenge for me because we, we made the decision to get married on Christmas Eve. Yes. And so we are now 21 years married. Hooray. And thank you. And we then have Christmas and her birthday comes up a week from yesterday. Okay. So I, I've got to handle presents for anniversary, Christmas, and birthday, not to mention Valentine's Day, within less than three months. <laughs> Which for any guy is... And, and the other thing is, by the way, I'm now officially in uncharted territory for official wedding anniversary gifts. Oh, I've, the, maps, the map stopped. What do you mean oh. it stopped? <laughs> They it go was, every well, year up to twenty, and then they and then they skip yes, five years. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. You got what? Like the paper anniversary and the wood anniversary and blah blah blah, all the way up to twenty, and then they start skipping every five years. But, yeah, exactly. But the, the problem started, is, is they, that there's multiple lists though, and they're not all the same. No, that's right. And if but if you go to these sites, which I do, because <laughs> this is useful information for a man, unlike pheromone infused man wash, the I go to these sites and they give me a very nice list, which is traditional, modern, American. Right. You know, they, they give me a nice side-by-side table. But when I was looking for Sir Edward Cook's house, when I went to England with Michelle about 12 years ago now, we had, this is before you could take your GPS phone with you. So we had printed out the Google map description. Remember those days? <laughs> Those days, we've got the Google map printout with us in the car, driving on the wrong side of the road through Norfolk, England. And we get to this road, and it says, turn right, okay, follow road, get, and it then says, get to Tittles Hall. No further instructions. Yeah. It was just so far off the grid that that's all they could say, is you're basically there-ish. Good luck. <laughs> Find a high point and look around. <laughs> well, <laughs> had it a not tree. been for lunch break cable guy on the side of the road, we would not have found it. And wow. So, so, so that went reasonably well. That's sort of the way I feel about anniversaries now. He said, you've, you've arrived. Congratulations. You have been married 20 years. Praise you. Good luck. I said, no, I need your guidance. <laughs> and, and now they've come to the point where they're making them up because they realize we are desperate. So they've they've made up that twenty one is now brass and nickel, but that's a, a modern invention. There's nothing traditional there. Hmm. So, so so I managed to come up with some appropriate things. So given all these challenges, I was at a bit of a loss, and my wife really is not a in any way a demanding person. So I was looking around, and all of a sudden, I'm not. I go to Amazon, and I'm clicking around, and it says available hardcover Voynich manuscript, and I said what? They've did what for those who don't know, and I would I would think that this would be the audience that would know what I'm talking about. There's probably a few people out there who do. Yeah, for those who don't know, this is one of the great puzzles left in a world that has solved so many things. Now we've 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 answered a lot of our life's great questions. We are probing the mysteries of the universe. We've sailed the seven seas and all that stuff, but. The Voynich Manuscript is an illustrated, handwritten 
book believed to date from the 15th century, early part thereof, right around the time of the Battle of Agincourt, that is filled with illustrations and text that nobody knows what it means. No one has been able to decode this book. And since 1969, it's been in the custody of Yale University, where it was donated. And it's passed through a whole lot of hands. And Yale was being really, really obnoxious about this. They were refusing to let people do a nice printed edition of it for reasons that I'm sure had a lot to do with their own prestige and all sorts of other nonsense. <laughs> but, but now it has appeared. And there it was. For a not exorbitant sum of money, there was a Voynich manuscript. And my wife, who is an immense fan of cryptography, loves reading about it, loves studying it, has set herself the task of decoding the undecipherable text. <laughs> and I just thought, and I wanted to share it with the Nerdbreaker universe, if you don't know, it's out there. Go and get it. This is so incredibly cool. They, they don't know. It could be, and the thing I love most about it, there is an accepted academic theory that it's about absolutely nothing, that it's all a big joke. <laughs> it's the, uh, what, what century did you say? 15th. It's the 15th century version of an Andy Kaufman bit. That's wow. It's just a, a giant really, play on you. That's that's that I'm going to I'm going to steal that. That this is <laughs> that this is Andy Kaufman wrestling. It's it's all of is he serious? Is he not? Do we, yes, that that's exactly the theory. Because all sorts of very serious people have argued that that it's that they've argued about everything. One of the Biggest things that's in here, 20 pages is actually, it's something like there's 20 pages or so of biology, but then there's 100 plus pages of herbals. It's an herbal with different pictures of plants. Sure. That seems to be like a pharmaceutical. But the problem is not all of the pictures are things we can identify as on this planet. <laughs> hmm. And there also appear to be <laughs> recipes for something. Which to serve man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and as I flip through this thing, as I flip through these pages, the text is in a beautiful script, but it makes no sense. And I told my wife, it looks in a way when you just look at it, like that Microsoft Word aliquot text. You know, the one that they always fill in when they have nothing else to fill in. Oh, the Ipsum, blah, blah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It looks like that, except in a really nice script hand. <laughs> but there's all these strange, there's astronomical designs, there's cosmological designs. And, and as I said, it seems to be, it seems to be something that would be used for medicine. Because as we've, we've talked about in the past, the Middle Ages didn't draw the distinction between astronomy herbal science, biology, cosmology that we do today. They weren't parked in their own little cul-de-sac. But nobody knows. And the other thing is, there's all these fanciful creatures, which again, there's nothing about it in 
the Middle Ages that would contradict that because one of the things that I love the most about the Bayou Tapestry, the, the famous tapestry that depicts the invasion of William the Conqueror of England in October of 1066, is that along the embroidered margins are all these fanciful creatures. Well, we now believe that it was done as sort of a quilting bee. And the young ladies and the young men who were simply being kept out of trouble were allowed to sew in the edges. And, and so they were allowed to do and, and the creatures have nothing to do with the, what the action is up on the main text. They're, <laughs> they just, were, they're just off in the margins. They so were that's doodling. What we can What's that? They were doodling. Yes, they're doodles. <laughs> they're, they're doodles in a priceless tapestry. Do you do doodles? I do doodles. I do doodles. I do do doodles. <laughs> Doodle you do doodles. You do doodles too. <laughs> <laughs> While I make doo doo, I do do doodles. The um, <laughs> so do this is that like a, a drawing app on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> and and while I'm making doo doo and I do do doodles, I'm drawing a dodo. Um, and listening to Frank Zappa. <laughs> I Zappa crap. Mike, another. Mike, what does the king of the dodo sound like? <laughs> does he now? That's from like episode thirty or something like that. <laughs> So, so, so we don't know. We we don't know, and it's it, there. There's a lot of questions, but it is wonderful to me whenever something like this emerges, and much like so much else in terms of knowledge and and books that are coming online, I, I it wasn't that long ago that even a Wikipedia was would have been an incredible gift. Why? Because as you begin research, you can't rep- you don't replace research with Wikipedia. That's stupid. But if you want to start down the road of research, it's a great way to begin the guidance. And to have this today is, to me, is still incredibly exciting. And and my wife is incredibly pleased to have it. So there is a Voynich manuscript. You can have one of your very own. So that's incredibly cool. So so ask... One more thing for the nerd shelves. Well, and that's it. And I don't know of a, a nerd worth the name that wouldn't want to be the one that said that they could dispositively say what the Voynich manuscript was or was not. Why don't they, they just publish it in the paper like they did with the Zodiac codes? You just, <laughs> just, get, those, you just get old people that got nothing better to do but play word puzzles. We'll just, they'll, they'll decipher it in a, in a week. Like 90 well, year pseudo master figures it out. Well, that's... Well, I had a, my calculus, the guy I took BC calculus from in high school, he used to sit up at the front of the class during exams doing the New York Times crossword puzzle in ink. I was always, I was always a little horrified by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not something I'm prepared to do. But speaking of things old people do, mm-hmm. did you see the article I sent you about bullying? I did not. I, 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 I skimmed it. I looked at it quick. Okay. Uh, this is from The Atlantic, which is not exactly a minor publication. This is a national publication of some repute. Right. And it is an article on The Atlantic. Now, when is the last time either one of you went <laughs> bowling? 20 years ago. Not that it's been long for, ago. It's been forever. Maybe five years ago. So I want to ask two layers of questions. Did you both bowl as children? Yes. Yes. Were you in a league? 
No. No. Not only. Now, no. Craig, you grew up in Kenosha, no? Peshtigo? Peshtigo. Te- teeny tiny town. Yeah. We had a bowling alley. Did you have a fire any time in your life? <laughs> no, the fire was in 1871. Okay, just look, look at you. It was so... so I was just wondering if there was another famous Peshtigo fire. In I, I, did, I tell you that I, did I tell you how the miserable experience I gave my parents when they refused to take me to the Peshtigo Fire Museum? They drove past <laughs> it. They drove past it, and it was a museum, and it was the first thing on the entire godforsaken vacation I wanted to see, and they wouldn't take me. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't really miss a lot. <laughs> No, no, I know it's I, I, I what as if I didn't go back in my adulthood to go. Yeah, I'm going to this museum and you ain't stopping me. So did you enjoy the handful of burned things and just yeah. like a history lesson? It smells like smoke in here, and and like a few paintings depicting it. Did you guys have a fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like the biggest one ever. <laughs> no, serious, seriously, yeah. It was. Yeah, it no, no, same man as same same the Chicago fire. That's why nobody's heard. Which is why yeah. nobody's heard about it. That's right. Now but okay, so, so so there was a bowling alley in scenic Peshtigo. Yes, the center bowl. The center Ten bowl. Levels. So neither of you were in leagues. All right. Nope. So you were just doing it like for fun as young people. Uh, we, we did it like we bowled at one point in gym because <laughs> the, <laughs> the center bowl was like two blocks from the school. Sure, sure. Um, we did that a few times. I didn't get and, to do that. Uh, and, you know, just as teenagers, you know, getting together. Yeah, or somebody's, you know, they'd have a their birthday party at the bowling alley. Yes. Sure. Yes. That type of, that type of thing. Cause they have, food. and Mike, Mike, what was the name of your bowling alley of choice? I don't even remember. Okay. And Sorry. Now, that, now, that, <laughs> now that, now that you have aged and continue to bowl, I imagine it's still not part of a league. It's just something you do for fun. Yep. I've had, um, two, uh, two. Yeah. Two. No, three. No, two, two or three. I can't remember um, <laughs> work Christmas parties that that were bowling. All right, that sounds like a fun thing to do. Here, I, mine, <laughs> my mine were my my bowling lane was Blue Jay Bowl, now gone, as well as Brunswick AMC, then Red Carpet South, and now closed as well. This uh, so I, I'm sort of doing all this to establish collectively our bona fides, but mine in particular is I'm about to say what I'm going to say. I, I had a blue polyester shirt, nice, shirt, <laughs> with the uh, patches all over it, ten pins above average, most improved bowler, <laughs> participation. Uh... Notice none of them were for any real achievements, um, but I, but uh, league play. 19 what would this be 1974 <laughs> and, and all this stuff and i can create to memory particularly the south shore lanes the the signs smells my it was the only time i would ever get to go to a bar because my parents were both teetotal and abhorred not merely didn't like but abhorred smoking hmm. so this was off the grid for them to take me there. But I can remember walking into this bowling alley and hearing Steve Miller's fly like an eagle on a jukebox where he had the plastic buttons you had to punch down. (laughs) Remember all those? Sure. And, and so, so I had this vivid memory of all these things. And this article then is sent to me and the guy who is quoted in this video, it's actually a video. 
uh, gentleman by the name of Gus Yanaris is a friend of mine. He is from Milwaukee. He is in the Bowling Hall of Fame. <laughs> nice. Professional Bowlers Hall of Fame. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing and everything. I'm making a joke. But yeah, uh, it's not as well known now. But professional bowling was like during the 70s, you could watch bowling on television. Channel 4, NBC. It was, it was a big bowling deal. Bowling with the champs. Yep. yep. Bowling with the champs. It was the National League would come to town, all these other things. And, the, and so Gus, who is in here, is a good guy. Okay. So all this said, the premise of the show, of this article, this video, is why is bowling dying? Why are lanes closing left and right? And my answer was because people have other things to do. (laughs) (laughs) I find this the most ridiculous, effete, liberal gibberish on the planet. <laughs> this chin-stroking, pipe-smoking, horn-rim-glass-wearing nonsense about <laughs> why is it that this blue-collar staple is passing from our time? Grand because people have other things to do. Grand Theft Auto. We're not, this, yeah, we're not, Netflix. As, not as bored as we not, were. We're, there, we we are not... Choices. We have more choices. We have Netflix. We have video games. We have restaurants. It is. Think about it this way. We have Wii Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> My son dominates nice. at that game. I'll have you know. Well done. Well done. I don't, and I don't know why. I don't know why, but he crushes me at it. So, so, so. Well, there, there always, there, there will always come a time when the son must overtake the father. Right. In oh, order no, no. to become a man, he must he must he must crush you at something and you must die. Yes. That's all yes, part cos- of him growing up. Cosmogonic cycle. The the I've told him this. I've said whenever we race he wants to race me to our vehicle. I said, Look, I'm going to beat you every single day that I can. <laughs> yep. Well this is the way he's gonna think he needs to think of it is dad's gonna beat me until he doesn't. That's exactly it. And when I don't Maybe once or twice after that, I'll sneak one back in through nefarious scheming. <laughs> but the bottom line is, once I once I start losing, it's unlikely I will stop. Jim, dirty racing with his son, just like <laughs> throwing sand in his eyes. No, no, no. Shoving him just off the course. Shoving him into the garbage. I've done this. <laughs> I shoved him straight into the garbage cans. He'll That's- tell you. That's that's a that's an upside to having a kid that they don't often talk about. Get somebody who can jack around that way. Yeah, they're little. You can push them around. Oh yeah. No, no, no. He he calls me out. And, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and I told him, I said, look, at the end of the day, I this is the crazy thing about it. It's the m- majesty of life. There is no way around the fact that I must lose this to you someday. That is inevitable. Yep. There is no. There is. No universe in which ultimately I triumph. But I must lose. You, you don't have to make him go bowling. And I, <laughs> I sure don't and haven't. And, <laughs> and I, so back to that point, I was just baffled. And then I find out there's a book about whatever happened to bowling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wow. this big, and it's this meditation. 
Same type of person. This chin-stroking meditation on whatever happened to the sacred right of bowling. I'll tell you, it was never that great in the first place. It's like, that's like asking me whatever happened to the Pop-O-Matic. Well, what I think, <laughs> what I think this would happen with a lot of things is that there are people who bowl. There are people who engage in a lot of different activities, but let's say for the sake of argument here, there are people who bowled who saw bowling as more than hanging around with your friends, drinking beers, smoking cigarettes, listening to music. It was something to occupy your, your hands as you were doing all those other things. For, there are, you know, the skilled bowler, the people who really tried and worked hard and excelled and wanted to be better and played in leagues and got competitive. And just, yeah, they're, they're the probably record, I, I missing to, it I, on a different I wanna, level. I want to acknowledge something you said. Those who really tried, no, noting that that is an evident subset of all bowlers. <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's an evident subset in a lot of things. I mean, there's a, I, I do a number of things that are just for my own personal, you know, just the enjoyment and entertainment sure, sure. and everything, sure, sure. but I don't try to do the thing better, but there are people who do. No. And, and I understand it from the perspective of if you're the last guy in the hobby, I do feel badly for you. Yeah. You know what? Look, and I've talked about it on this show. I I used to be. I'm not anymore. I, although, hey, if you got them, I'll play them. I used to be a miniature war gamer. Okay, right. to paint the toy soldiers, move them around, have a battle. Great fun. Loved it. Great camaraderie. Great stuff. That hobby is collapsing as it gets old and dies. Why? Because I have other games to play. Many of them on a computer where I don't have to paint twenty thousand little men. <laughs> I can just get. 20,000 digital men and move them around and they shoot at each other and make noise and it's exciting and cool. Mm -hmm. So the fact that that happened is in no way surprising. So I, I look, I'm sympathetic to that. Cause like I said, Gus Yanaris is a really good dude and a great member of his community and a good father and all that cool stuff. But this, this concept that has apparently bubbled out that we are to note with great and grave sadness, the passing of bowling. <laughs> I don't, and there, look, and there are still bowling alleys here. In fact, now, Craig, have you ever gone to the Holler House? Mm -mm, no. The Holler House is the last, it's the oldest bowling alley in Milwaukee. I think it's the oldest in the state. It still has pin boys. Wow. Hmm. Do they wear knickers, like breeches, <laughs> like little short pants? <laughs> and they have little handlebar new, mustaches. Newsboy hats. <laughs> newsboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to reset your pins, sir. No, and it's uh, covered and it's in grease lane with, with the smaller balls. It's true kegling, the German kegling, as opposed to what we think of as bowling. <laughs> and it's a great place to go. You should always go. It's a lot of fun. And so it's not as if this isn't there, but I was, my breath was taken away, quite literally. That, And I thought, who can I talk to? Who can I frankly yell at? And just vent a little bit about, seriously, we're going to have some sort of, someone is being called upon to bear the pall of bowling. Yeah, well, it is what it is. But speaking of things that are going away, tonight, this evening, I am entering the training process to announce Roller Derby. Whoa. <laughs> I was asked, I believe you know, Craig, Ms. Amanda? Uh, Reveler? Amanda. Amanda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to move on. Um, There's a story there, but go okay. on. <laughs> she, uh, she emailed me. And said, would you like to, she is big in the Derby. And she has asked me if I am willing to 
announce the roller derby. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to play. Or oh, heavens. Compete. <laughs> oh, heavens. He was, Sweetie, that's, no. that's why... That's why he's knocking his son into the garbage cans. He's practicing <laughs> the roller derby. <laughs> Put him over no, the I... rail, Jim. No, 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 pumpkin. No. <laughs> yeah, me on. Have I told you? Have I told you the roller skating story from my son's uh, sixth birthday party? I don't believe so. No. Uh, we went to the same roller rink that I went to as a child, and it was no less white trash than I remembered it. And it it hadn't been updated much, but it did have a hardwood floor. I am from the golden era of roller disco, okay? That happened to me. And if you wanted to meet girls, you had to be able to roller skate. So I actually got decent at it to the tune of Styx's Renegade. <laughs> and, you know, it's just having Dennis Young's lyrical you know, the, the lyrical notes of Dennis DeYoung and Tommy Shaw lilting out and the disco lights going. And I was fairly decent at it. Well, I went my, back. My, uh, my roller skating anthem was Another One Bites the Dust. A little bit later, but still good. Yeah. Well, a little bit younger than you. But that's, Fair yeah, they, they played the hell out of that song at the roller roller yeah. rink. Yeah. Yeah. They only bought six, they seemed only to buy six records. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and they had Journeys, Love and Touch and Squeezing for the slow skate. Um, <laughs> slow that's, skate. <laughs> yes, kids. That was that 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 was the song title. Uh, the the Don't let your parents tell you the seventies were all that great. Um, Slap some pheromone infused body man wash on there and go out and slow skate. <laughs> to loving, touching, squeezing. That or that or that or magnet and steel. Which which ends the the chorus ends exactly as that title suggests it will. Um. So so I was out there skating and I went back, and. I, it's bear in mind, this is a gap of probably 30 years at that point. And my son gives me this pained expression, like, well, you're skating with me, daddy, right? Oh, son of a, oh, good <laughs> Lord. Of course I am, son. <laughs> wow. Wow. No. Wow. Holy <laughs> no. And so, no, I'm not skating, but, but there was, there, there was a couple. The the lady was big. She was a large woman. And she was shuffle skating, as I was, <laughs> around the rink. Which while... is the equivalent of walking. Yeah, it's, 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 it's walking. It's challenge walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walking <laughs> wheels. She, she is challenge walking. But she's adding to the challenge by texting. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so yeah, we all see where this is going. No, 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 no. No? I doubt you do. I doubt you do. Because her guy is skate guy. He is maybe 130 soaking wet. (laughs) He is not doing the two-by-two skates that I'm shuffling around on. He has brought his own inlines. And his inlines have lighting lit up neon highlights cool. on the wheels. So, and as he's skating, as she is shuffle skating around the rink, he is orbiting her. I was, oh, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask, is he, is he just doing circles? Exactly. <laughs> but he's not merely, you know, doing circles. 
that's for maybe like my advanced level. He is performing for her. Oh, <laughs> well, he's he's creating a uh, he's he's creating a safe zone around her. I would argue he was in her gravity well, but I'll move on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the the best part. Because bear in mind, for me, this is now a survival episode. Those okay. weren't intentional performance maneuvers. He was just trying to jerk himself out of the. <laughs> he was trying the, to achieve his velocity. Yeah. <laughs> well, if if, if, <laughs> if his orbit wasn't a straight ellipse, then he must. She must be like an irregular object. There you go. So that well, every time, was. every every she every was. every time around, he's affected a little differently. She was irregular. I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> so 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 he's skating around her. And again, for me, this is a pure survival exercise. I'm holding my son's hand notionally to prevent him from falling. This is, of course, the lie that parents tell their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's there to prevent me from falling. Yep. <laughs> and and so we're we're hauling around as best we can. And then Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball comes on. <laughs> And dude, <laughs> dude starts singing at the top of his lungs very well <laughs> as he's skating around. And I just, I just stopped. I stopped. How does one not admire this? Please, please tell me he was wearing jean shorts and a mesh shirt. I am not lying when I say yes, he was. Awesome. <laughs> But you're in this position where where you've got you're using all of your concentration to stay upright, and Correct. and now here is something else in the environment that that is uh not it's it's begging it's begging for your concentration on it because you you can't not look at it right right oh no it was everything everything <laughs> everything in my power not to take out my phone and film this <laughs> but you only had one free hand and so. <laughs> No, I had no free hands. Left hand on child, right hand on railing that goes around the entire room. (laughs) Wow. So, no, I stopped. I stopped. And I went, I I waved over to my wife and I said, are you, can you? Can you get this? (laughs) I got nothing. I got nothing. This, and bear in mind, this isn't Saturday night. (laughs) This is like two o'clock on a Saturday. (laughs) This is, I. This is what you do? Hey, baby. You want to go to the skate rink? I will love you. I will skate for you. Let's skate. And she's like, yeah, baby, let's. Because how, how, else? how else? There was nothing posed. And you know what? For all the, for all the oh, my God factor, how beautiful that this is just who they are. Mm-hmm. It's what they, they want to do. It's what they want to do. God bless you. Go. But yeah. So no, I don't skate. <laughs> and in fact, what they did was far better than the hardcore douchebags that think they should come out during an all skate and play crack the whip <laughs> and hurl each other down the straightaways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those guys are dangerous. You know, for me, my safe zone begins and ends about five miles an hour. <laughs> and. And they are just hauling 
And this, of course, prompts my son, who is in that wonderful, invincible stage of his life, to go, Daddy, I'll crack you. Oh, yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't, son. <laughs> no, yes, you will. I'll get, I'll get one crack. Let me do a little geometry with you, son. Their shape is called a parabola. My shape would be a line tangent to a circle. And my tangent goes straight into that wall. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody loves a good geometry joke. Yep. (laughs) I try to bring the I try to bring the geometry in whenever I can. But no, it's it. So no, I will not be skating. But I'm. it, It it is delightful to me. It is delightful to me that this goes on, that there is roller derby. It's taken on a very strong feminist tone, and that's good. I mean, it's about strong women. And I I learned the rules. I have studied the rules of roller derby. There are some. And uh, my wife, who is the lead videographer for the Milwaukee Cellular Arena scoreboard, is going to be down there. So we're going to hang out there tonight. But uh, I had to come up with my roller derby name. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. And because she's funnier than I am, I, I turned it over to my wife, and she gave me, my name is Jimmy Tango Foxtrot, because whiskey is my middle name. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> apparently approved. Well done. Well, I mean, I know what the roller derby names are like. They're yeah. all punny and silly. Yeah. And, yeah. The, the, we have what the Shevel Knievels, yeah, the the crazy ace. I do like Demanda Beating, which is one of the names of the characters there. So. <laughs> yeah. So so yes, I will be. So think well of me. Now the, I I don't know, and the one thing I do not know is how nimble I'm going to have to be because I don't know if I'm down there on the rink, as it were, or if I'm up in a booth or if I'm doing anything like that. But I am looking forward to being big voice guy, so I get to do that. I, you know what? You know where I want you? I want you on the edge of the rink so that we can get the occasional like uh, like when the referee gets it in the back of the head with the folding chair in wrestling. <laughs> well, see, this is I, I've been I've been accused and, and I don't know why people would doubt this. The, the job that I would walk away from everything for is Jim Ross in the WWE. If I could be good old Jr., I'd be gone. To be on the road and do the whole, he's going under the ring. Oh, my God, King. That's a chair. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. <laughs> you know, that whole shtick. I want to do that more than anything. <laughs> and and I've uh, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine that's that about Ghostbusters, the real one, not the fake one they came out with last year. Mm-hmm. And that line that Sigourney Weaver lays on Bill Murray. You don't see much of a scientist to me. You're more like a game show host. Yeah. Yeah. I've sort of lived with that curse my whole life. You you don't look much like an academic to me. You look more like a game show host. (laughs) And I finally came to the point that I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pat Sajak works eight weeks a year and makes $10 million a year. Who's the idiot here? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So, (laughs) so yes. So think, think, yeah. So no, I, if I could be down, are you kidding me? It's like, that was an illegal hip check by Demanda beating two minutes. No, don't come over here. It's not my fault. I didn't call it. Ah, crap. Stunt announcer. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? If I could go viral once in my life, that'd be awesome. Although they've got pads, and I don't suspect yeah. I will. But, uh, well, we're in a new year. 
we're in a new year and that's yes. exciting yes and and uh before we uh get to the last bit uh i need to do one news item before we complete today here at the end of the show at the end of the show because why not because this episode's all upside down anyway we sure. may, as, may as well do it like this so let's see if i can make this work from my end What's news, Mike? Thanks for asking. Craig, you accidentally psyched us out with a mash death that had already occurred. And Planning so, to bring that up, uh, you know, every episode now moving forward. Um, my poor, my poor date checking. <laughs> no, I'm just bringing it up. I because, gotcha. Because yeah, I know. Go ahead. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2016 just couldn't leave well enough alone, and there on uh, New Year's Eve night, it went and killed Father Mulcahy. Yeah. William William Christopher. Christopher. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Who appeared briefly on Hogan's Heroes, let it be noted. Did he? Yeah. A couple episodes. Was he a Nazi? Was he a Nazi? No, No, he was one of the... he He was one of the good guys. He was one of the heroes. Yep, he had cancer. But he was how old, heaven's sake? 84. Yeah. And there's, there, there's always this thing about, as, as anybody who has cancer will tell you, we all have cancer crawling around in us, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just usually our, our blood goes after it and, and stomps it on the head and we win. But you get up, you get up into that range. It's like, you know, you died of being 84, for heaven's sake, but still. Right. No, I mean, if you live long enough, you will get cancer. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> it's just well, there's, part of and at a certain and living. at a certain point, at a certain point, especially past ninety, you you have a cancer, and the doctors are, yeah, well, we could treat this, but the treatment would probably kill you quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, that's that's the thing later in life for a lot of people with a lot of things is just you know we could perform surgery to fix this thing, but they'll probably die on the operating table. Right. Unfortunately, that's what they had to tell my mother at fifty-two of all the horrifying things. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, eighty four William Christopher. No, he was, he was he was always a wonderful, wonderful foil to the the antic hijinks <laughs> of the others. And but he actually brought a really nice moral center to the show. I, I one of the very few memes I really don't like is the back and forth between Alan Alda and him about whether war is hell or hell is hell. If you've probably seen it, you know, uh, that, no, but and that war is worse than hell because. Who goes to hell? Sinners. Who goes to war? Everybody. Yeah. Right. I, I never liked it when they tried to be more righteous than Father Mulcahy because I always wound up thinking, first of all, that's what went wrong with Mash in the first place. But but secondly, it was he did bring a kind moral center to the show, and I never wanted to see that one upped. Uh, I agree. Oh, sad, sad, sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. We that. That 2016 went through them like wheat. I don't mind saying. Now, is that the reason everybody hates 2016? Is it because so many famous people died? Plus, oh, that and I think the election. Plus, it was an election year. Well, that whoa. I mean, well, I, I'm going to every, say every four, every four years, half the country gets super pissed off again. Well, every right. four it's years, a question of which half, which half of the country. Every four yes. years, each major party puts up the worst possible candidate they can find, and and this year was no different. <laughs> So, but don't you don't don't you think this one was a wee bit unique in the fact that you had two individuals who were put up by the two major parties, neither of whom had over fifty percent favorability ratings? 
Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that's one of the most noteworthy things about the election, actually. Yeah. Is I, that I thought, they, were, they were the least likable pair of candidates that we've ever seen. I, I, I again, I'm saying well, why the politics here? I just stating fact is like I don't know too many people who enthusiastically endorsed either candidate. Oh no, I I know there are some. I get it, and I respect them. But I just in my business, in my line of work, I get to talk to political people from both parties behind the scenes when they're not making their public pronouncements and both sides were and in fact on on both sides the even some of the backroom people came out and said uh could we get a do-over please yeah no, <laughs> yeah well I've, it was a lot of well you know people just kind of shuffling their feet and saying well i'm gonna vote republican because you know i you know, usually vote republican or yeah i'm gonna vote democrat they weren't like you know a lot of a lot more. Go get them, you rah rah. I I heard the phrase "the lesser of two evils" more All the time. this time yeah. than ever before. And I and I do want to say, and I, again, this is not a statement of political support; it's an observation. A lot of my friends, particularly in the theater community, who had been disengaged by the process, uh, they were very excited by Bernie Sanders. And if I had a takeaway, if I personally had a takeaway from this election, it was. I was very sad to see the disenchantment of a lot of them at the process. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't like that at all because whatever your politics, I want you to care about something. I want you to believe you can make a difference and change the world you live in and, and do it in a way that's honorable and honest and, and for the common good, a concept we seem to have lost touch with and to see them disenchanted. I mean, I saw people who I knew were avowedly apolitical. You know, they weren't merely political, apolitical because they were lazy or because it's typically cold in November. Hmm. They were people who just didn't think they could make a difference and it didn't matter anyway. And all of a sudden, I saw them volunteering. I saw them passing out literature. I saw them canvassing, doing doors, making phone calls, offering further help, making financial contributions. And to have that turned aside that way was difficult to watch. He got tor torpedoed by his own guys. Or gal in this case. Gal, well, gal in this case. Yeah, <laughs> well, the whole party. It it wasn't her. It was the whole party. Right. Well, oh, no, no, no. Hillary, was, I mean, it, the, it, it, Hillary was the candidate the whole time. Don't kid yourself. Right. No, it was a coronation and as far as That's what the concerned. party wanted. Right. And and that tends to make people say, well, I want to get rid of the party system. Yeah, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not something that's so easy to do. Parties have died in American history, but they've revivified under very similar terms. And they've changed dramatically over the years. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I mean, the, the two parties we have right now are unrecognizable 100 years ago. Oh, if you brought, if it just, well, pick 50 your, years pick ago. Your people. Yeah, Pre 60s. Pick, right. The, part, the if, parties are very different. John, John Kennedy is a centrist Republican mm -hmm. today. He's, he's absolutely a centrist Republican. And somebody like, uh, Calvin Coolidge or Herbert Hoover is a centrist Democrat, especially given their ideas by their, their ideas of the roles of government. Yeah. So, so I think 2016 was a time of intense dislocation, intense anger. I mean, I had employees come to work crying the day after the election. They were, they were that upset. Now that's not me. That's not where I'm at, but that's that those are their feelings. I respect them, I guess. And, and so, so that's, that's where they came at this year. So I think between the deaths and the deaths were big, right? And the deaths were people, 
yeah. that people cared an awful lot about. I mean, I'm a gigantic Leonard Cohen fan. And I hated to see his life end the way it did. And it just, to be screwed basically out of all his money and have to go on tour in a way that probably shortened his life by five years. Uh, I saw him when he came to town and he was magnificent, but he, he didn't want to tour. He just had to because he was out mm-hmm. of money. So, and obviously Bowie and, yeah. and all that. So, yeah, we lost, we lost a lot of really kind of awesome people. The one-two punch from a couple of weeks ago. That, well, my Facebook post will stand. And I think I told that story first here on Nerdburger that I was, oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, you know, with my Mark Metcalf story that uh, he's telling us a story over brunch. And he just said, I was driving down U.S. Highway 101 with Carrie Fisher in her mom's convertible. And I went, stop. <laughs> Don't tell me the rest of that story. It can't possibly get better. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you win. Okay, that's <laughs> 19. And if you just, you just won, my friend. You just won life. Just go to the window, chips in, I'm out, peace. It doesn't get better. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. And Debbie Reynolds, again, she's one of those people, and every generation has it, right? Where we, when we were kids, we would watch the Warner Brothers cartoons and they'd have Clark Gable caricatures or Bing Crosby caricatures. And we barely know who these people were. Yeah, you'd know like 25% of them. Mm-hmm. God help you, they threw Coco Chanel at you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and now we're getting, she was one of those people where if you go back a generation or if you're into classic movies, you know how big Debbie Reynolds was. And how she reinvented herself, what, four times? Because I think three of her four husbands took her for every cent she had. Mm-hmm. And just, just an amazing woman. Just incredible. And I think my favorite part of the whole Debbie Reynolds story is that Liz Taylor steals her husband. Kind of because she can and she's Liz Taylor. Yeah. And years later, they both wind up hating Eddie Fisher and becoming close friends. <laughs> And when well, they asked, that's, that's the camaraderie of wartime, right? Yeah. It's, you know, you, you both suffered through the same hell. And, they both and had De- things go badly. They both realized that, you know, not such a good guy. Made a mistake. They, and they bonded over it. And Debbie Reynolds said, I, I, you know, I, what was her exact line? Hey, she was Liz Taylor. What was I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and Liz Taylor then later when asked about it said, I feel bad about that because God knows I don't know what I saw in him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if if you're Eddie Fisher, you in the long run of history are the biggest loser here. (laughs) 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 You think 40 years ago, you're scoring with Liz freaking Taylor and you think you're king of the world. 40 years later, the two girls are going, "Ah, mm, Uh, (laughs) that was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right so, yeah, tw- 2016 all right, so, 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 gone new finally new year yes new year sammy peeps new year new for Year's, the diary sammy sammy peeps had a new year good he had, he had a he had a he had an interesting new year not too far away it's a 9th january 1663 reading from the uh and the diary the of samuel peeps samuel peeps official in the administration of king charles ii of england the deuce. The, the deuce and the world's first great diarist. 
And these are his private, personal thoughts, never intended to be read by anyone except him. Uh, curse history for getting this one passed down. 9th January. Wait, 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 hang oh, on. Sorry. What was his, his title? He was an undersecretary of the Admiralty. So uh, he, his, he could be considered the under undersecretary diarist. He's the undersecretary diarist. Yes. He is. Sorry. Tortured uh, Carrie Fisher tie-in joke. Please I, I, guess I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I do nice well, and I don't approve, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if you were here, you would punch me. No. <laughs> it's it's possible. Right. Sammy. 9th, 9th January, 1663. Ah. Waking in the morning, my wife begun to speak of the necessity of her keeping somebody to bear her company. For her familiarity with her servants is that it spoils them all. And other company she hath none, which is too true. And called for Jane to reach her out of her trunk, giving her the keys for that purpose, a bundle of papers, and pulls out a paper, a copy of what, a pretty while since, she had writ in a discontent to me, which I would not read, but burned. She now read it, and was so piquant, and wrote in English, and most of it true, of the retiredness of her life, and how unpleasant it was, that being written English and so in danger of being met with and read by others, I was vexed at it and desired her and then commanded her to, to tear it, which she desired to be excused of. I forced it from her and tore it and withal took her other bundle of papers from her and leapt out of my bed and in my shirt clapped them into the pockets of my breeches that she might not get them from me. And having got on my stockings and breeches and gowns, I pulled them out one by one and tore them all before her face. Though it went against my heart to do it, she crying and desiring me not to do it. Sammy's kind of a jerk today. Uh, today, he gets up. <laughs> he gets up. And the missus. Now, they're still in bed. That's the part right. you don't get until later. Mm -hmm. They're still in bed. This, yeah, like, this is first thing of the day. Hadn't even right. had breakfast in his morning coffee yet. He's going to start tearing up her papers. Well, but oh, and, no... and make a note that she doesn't have any friends. Well, <laughs> this, this is the point. She, he, he, they're together, and she goes, hey, Sam. Yeah, baby. I got, I got nobody. And he says, it's true. Yeah. She says, he, he admits in his own diary, I know it's true. Yeah, yeah, so? Well, could we have a servant? Another one? Could I have a friend? Could you buy me a friend? <laughs> she says, well, is it really that bad? She then goes and calls Jane. Now, we know what's going to happen with Jane later. This is that girl. Oh. It's the hand up ball in her. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jane. So he then says, she calls Jane and says, Jane, take this key and open up that drawer. And give me the papers, the bundle of papers that are in there. And Samson are going, what's this? So she produces the copies of all these letters that she's written to him angry. It's a bundle of papers. <laughs> so she's been writing writing ang angry rage letters and not sending them to him and just keeping and she, them in a drawer? She is, she is typing and deleting emails to her husband. <laughs> She's, 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 yeah, she's writing hate bombs. She's just, <laughs> just venting onto paper. And did you see what particularly bugged him about them? She wrote them in English. So that anybody could read them. Right. 
Oh, because as we know, Sam right. is given to writing in other languages when he's trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, well, if you're going to be mad at me, at least write it in Latin, for God's sake. Or maybe in that Voynich manuscript script. Script, right. There <laughs> we go. Bring it around. Stuff. With like some pictures and... of plants so people won't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but so she's written it in English. So he writes, well, then anybody could read it. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. So he says, tear it it's up. probably all true. <laughs> but there's another piece. He previously had burned a copy of one of these letters. <laughs> so she's making copies. Yeah. <laughs> there is no carbon in 1663. Right. No, much, less a, much less a mimeograph machine. Well, they yeah. were called monks, right? Right. Well, she's handwriting. <laughs> so she's not just writing one hate bomb. She's written two. Times How angry is this woman yeah. at her husband? Right. She needs to back it up. She's got so she's backups. Tr- she's, she's got, got backups for her hard drive. <laughs> she's got a she's got a redundant server backup for her hate bombs. <laughs> and so he and so Sam, he doesn't say this, but you have to read it into it. It's like, wait a minute, I burned that. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you did. Oh, look at that. Oh. He then says, Give me those. Mm, yeah. Well, first well, he says, I want you to tear those up. And she says, I will not. He then grabs them from mm-hmm. her, jumps out of bed, and pulls on his pants exclusively for the purpose of stuffing them into his pants. Yep. <laughs> and you then, want to come and get them. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, <laughs> one by one, apparently, According tears to them up in front of her face. Yeah. Oh. Rip. Oh, yeah, I'm hateful. Rip. Well, no, You're lonely. Here, Rip. Here's my, here's my question. He burns one, a copy of one. So there's Previously. another one in there. Yep. An identical copy. Yep. Did, did she make the two copies at the same time, or did she write one, and what she wrote was so in her head that she, she memorized it? <laughs> She knew exactly what she wanted to say again. So oh, you burned my letter. Oh, that's a good point. Later. That's a good point. Oh, you burned my letter? I just wrote another one. The same one. <laughs> the exact same thing. Because my, my hate is so great. It's so white hot. <laughs> <laughs> and the bizarre thing is, he knows she has a point. He writes down, I get it. You're lonely. You have no friends. My job sucks. It takes me away all the time from you. You, you, you feel abandoned by your husband. That's none of this is good, right? But you she still should, can't write down stuff about. It. She should join a bowling league. If she, <laughs> for years, women went to bowling to escape <laughs> their tyrannical naval building husbands. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, Sam. So Sam, Sam, just, just, just like, just like, uh, oh, what's his name? Rocco Corleone in the Godfather part one, slapping around is slapping around Don Corleone's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just tearing up the pages right in front. Oh, you like that? You like that? You write that about me? Rip. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Samuel Peeps right about, well, that's, that's tomorrow, isn't it? It's the eighth, right? 
Mm. And so, uh, yeah, ninth night tomorrow in 1663. So Day after, however many years ago that was. Today's the seventh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Two days away. Two days away from the anniversary of Sam tearing up the letters of his bride. <laughs> <laughs> Destroying all her, all her caf- carefully worded hatred. <laughs> but, At least you could have put it in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would would he have left them alone if they were in another language? I, you would, don't you wonder? Don't you wonder that if she'd have done it in French or something? Oh. I think he would have torn them up, but he wouldn't have done them one by one angrily in front of her <laughs> from his pants. <laughs> like that that ramped it up. The fact that they were in English he, ramped it to the next did level. They, did they have flies in their britches back then? Was he pulling them out like Kleenex? The... <laughs> <laughs> they fold it together in self-feeding. <laughs> when you when you remove one, the next that, one appears were, as if by magic. Were they in a Z fold or a C fold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are questions that tragically history has not left us an answer for. I'm totally seeing that as a cartoon now. <laughs> but it's got to come. It's got to come with a really. Fun sound effect. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> right. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. That yes, was thank you. fun. Um, got Always got to talk, Sam. <laughs> Jim, thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. Real pleasure. Tell oh, the Mike. tell his lordship congrats. Congrats. Yes. Yes. I, I certainly will. And Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com for uh, ongoing game stuff and to drivethroughrpg.com for the book. Woo-hoo. The book. The book. It's a real thing. And did you type anything up to say over the music on our way out? Sure. You did? Okay. Well, I have it in my head. All right. Carefully worded hatred. No, no. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> just, just re- don't rip it up before you read it. On the next episode of Nerdburger, uh, we have a very special guest, and that's all I'm going to say. Could it be?